My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars in this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast. How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Where's the kid? It's always something. It's always something. I mean, it was my fault last week, and then I threw him under the bus about the sandwich shop. So he at least did a sandwich shop this week, but he's not here today? Oh. No, he's he's studying for an exam, uh, some sort of certification exam, which is uh, very important to him. Broadcast so. Journalism Excellence Awards exam? I I, I don't believe that's it. Uh, but I couldn't say for sure. All right. Well, I guess we'll... We'll muddle through? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe we can make it without him. Uh, I guess we'll start with... Who's going to say... I guess... Okay, here's the real test. We're going to start with the social media. Be sure you're following the who's show. Who's the producer? <laughs> but I'm going to see if you remember the GVM line. 201-730-2547. You got it. I'm so proud. I am. I am. I honestly, it's just muscle memory. I, I really don't. If you, you know, if we were not in this context, I don't know that I would get it. <laughs> Whereas sandwich, if you walk up to him on the street and say it, it just cut, pops out of his head just randomly. It just says it. Yeah. Uh, you can also email the show. At geekstufftng at gmail.com. Right. And be sure you're following the show on all the social medias, Facebooks, Twitter, Instagram. It's all geekstufftng on all those places. And if you'd like to support right. the show even further, you can support us over on the Patreons, where for a dollar a month, you can uh, join us in the Discord and chat with members of the show. Be sure to at mention Kim. Kev? Kim. Who's Kim? Who's Kim? <laughs> at mention Kim to make sure she responds. Yeah. Um, for $3 a month, you get the early bird special and a copy of the prep sheet. So you get the show typically the day after we record. Oh. Uh, we haven't been mentioning the prep sheet. I think that that's a fine addition to uh, what you get in the early bird special because you can see all of the stuff that we talked about and the links to the articles and all that good stuff. Yes. For $5 a month, it's the bonus round where you get the sandwich shops on the weekend and uh, twice a month you get the vintage episodes of Big Kev's Geek Stuff. That's my contribution to the the patreon yeah they drop on the first and the 15th so basically by the time this one airs it'll be out but uh, as of recording time the new vintage episode goes out tomorrow uh, that will be episode 72 
from September of 2007, I believe. And then uh, for $10. What was happening then? Oh, what was happening then? So there was, uh, you had just gotten back from Comic-Con and where you interviewed uh, all the members of uh, Serenity and Firefly, or not all, but many of them. Uh, And the other thing that was important was you were mentioning the story about Ryan Reynolds thinking about doing either a Flash movie or a Deadpool movie. So I guess we know which which way he decided on that one. Yeah. And then for $10. I, I, don't, I don't remember the, inter- I, I'll have to listen to that episode because I honestly, I don't remember. I mean, I know I've interviewed members of the cast individually. Did I just string them together? Maybe that's what happened. Yeah, I think you was talked to Joss them individually. Joss yeah. Whedon? Was it, it was Joss, Marina, and Jewel. See, Marina, I... I feel like I interviewed her not at Comic-Con somewhere else. I wonder if I just strung those together. Marina Bakarin. Or, or you may have interviewed her at a different, I mean, a second time. I mean, have you talked to her more than once over the I, years? I feel like I have talked to her more than once, but I, I honestly don't remember. It was 100 years ago. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, it, it does feel like. Or as I remember as much as I remember now. Yeah. And then wrapping up the Patreon for $10 a month, you can hear West Coast Scott spoiling Netflix shows on the live feed on instagram yep thank you for that yeah it's the best part all right should we jump in sure geek stuff what's in the news i love that new mixer it makes it so much more fun um let's see should we talk about uh i don't know kind of sad news to start off the show who died now uh the voice actor for charlie brown from the 60s Oh, the original kid? Yeah, he committed suicide. That is sad. Yeah. Wait, I remember his name. Isn't it like Scott something? No. I... It's, what was it? it's Peter Robbins. Peter Char- Robbins. Yeah. yeah, that's it. So, I mean. That is sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the, I, I mean, we've all heard his voice on the Charlie Brown Christmas oh, yeah. special for our whole lives, right? Mm-hmm. And Will, he'll, he's immortal because... That Charlie Brown special will run forever. I can't believe that he's. I feel like, I feel like I met some of those, uh, some of those kids along the way, and I feel like, although I cannot say for sure, I feel like one of them played, um, Felix's daughter on. The Odd Couple, I can see her face and I can hear her voice, but I don't think she was Lucy. I can't remember, but I, I feel like I met him at some point along the way. I feel like I met him. Um, what a shame. Why, how did he die? Because he was 100? No, it was it was suicide. He was only 60-something. Holy shit. Yeah, and That's he, all the de- Is there any more details? So, and he, he lived... Have, was he terminal or something? No, he lived in my neck of the woods. He lived in a city called Carlsbad, which isn't too far from here. He was only 65 years old. Um, let's see here. Scanning. Yeah, scanning, scanning. The last time he was interviewed in 2019. He had bipolar disorder. Oh, well, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, and his family's asking for privacy in this difficult time. So don't really have more than than he suffered from, you know, had some some issues that unfortunately left unchecked can drive people to a bad, a very dark place. So if you... You know, if you need some help, folks, call and get some help. All right, let's uh, let's move on to other other news. Um, 
Have you seen Peter Dinklage? He's been all over the news lately. I haven't. So, for starters, it, he uh, Toxic Avenger starring Peter Dinklage is coming out soon. Yeah, I did read something about that. Now, were you a fan of the old He's one? From the New original? Jersey. So, I mean, Peter Dinklage is from New Jersey, and the Toxic Avenger is like one of the the catch line for it or something was like New Jersey's first superhero, some crap. (laughs) And, uh, you know, that was the play on the whole 1980s image of New Jersey, you know, before Sookie and, uh, the Sopranos, there was, uh, the toxic Avenger. So, so the Holy Trinity of New Jersey is the toxic Avenger, uh, Sookie from the Jersey shore and Tony Soprano. I mean, that literally, that does frame, if you think about it, that does frame sort of most of the things that are thought about New Jersey, right? Toxic Avenger, because, you know, he was created from, you know, toxic waste being everywhere, which is what everyone thinks New Jersey is, a toxic waste dump. Then you have Sookie, Snooky, Snooky. Yeah, Snooky. Sookie Stackhouse is from uh, That's, yeah. the vampire one. Yeah, the vampire one, which I don't remember the name of either. Um, Snooky uh, and that whole Jersey Shore crew, which, by the way, I don't, were any of them from New Jersey? I don't know. All it did was color the state with their ridiculousness. Nobody was like that then. Nobody. I mean, maybe there were people who were like that, but they were the exception, not the rule. But meanwhile, that's what everybody, that's another thing coloring the perception of New Jersey. And then, of course, the Sopranos, which, I mean, let's be honest, it's fairly accurate. (laughs) So, I mean, as far as that era, not that era, but the era which they, which the story claims to continue, I guess, is probably the best way to put it. Um, Yeah, there was a lot of those people. OG and I used to go. Get fresh mozzarella in uh, uh, somewhere down there in on, on, on the Hudson. Oh, I can't remember the name. It was Fiori's. I remember the name of the place. But, oh, they were in the back on a Saturday afternoon in suits having sandwiches. <laughs> so that was definitely. And their cars were parked any which way. Big old Cadillacs, even though it was like the year 2000-something. Uh, you know, they were like 1990. 1989 Cadillacs and it was yeah I mean that was definitely that was definitely something that was you know at least to some extent was still happening at that time so so one family has the pork store another family has the cheese shop the the mozzarella shop it was it was an Italian it was an Italian market they just had really really amazing fresh mozzarella this is when OG and I used to go to the giant stadium flea market like every Saturday, enormous flea market, hundreds of vendors. And we used to, uh, you know, poke through the comics and the collectibles and things. And we, we got some pretty terrific scores out of there. I still think the score that I got the best was um, I got a Hildebrandt Brothers signed and numbered print that was in a frame from Lord of the Rings. It's actually... Uh, it's bag end actually. And it was framed glass frame. Beautiful. I'm sure the print itself, I'm sure is probably several hundred dollars. And then it was framed, which is probably another 
another couple of hundred, but it was real glass and everything else. And I got it for, I actually asked the guy when I saw it, of course, I had a panic attack because I'm like, Oh my God, I really want this, you know, Lord of the Rings and Hobbits and the bag end, all my things. Right. And I'm at a flea market. So I'm like, Oh, let's see if I can work this guy. And, uh, I said, Hey, how much for the frame? And he goes, <laughs> Oh, the frame. And I said, yeah, the frame. And he goes, Oh, I don't know, dude. I got to get like 20 bucks. And I'm like, mm, I don't know, dude, 20 bucks. You know, it looks, it looks a little old. It's a little, you know, I had a Nick here and there. I'm like, I'll do like 10. And he goes, yeah, all right. Give me 10. So I paid $10 for a dual signed Lord of the Rings Hildebrandt print that I suspect if you consider the framing as part of the cost is probably about a thousand bucks. That would be my guess. Now, well, now was this the, the new Lord of the Rings? No, like, no, like no, the movie, no. Or this is this old? Like the, no, this is classic Hildebrandt Brothers, like 1970s Lord of the Rings. If you look up Hildebrandt Brothers Bag End, I can't remember the name of it. Is it gre- something greetings, maybe? I'm not sure. But if we if we find an image of it, we'll we'll throw it up. But uh it's um yeah, classic Hildebrand. It's basically Gandalf arriving at Bag End. And Bilbo is there. I think it's actually from The Hobbit, not Lord of the Rings. Um, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If Sandwich was here, we could send him out to the archive to go look at it real quick, right? Yes, that's where it is. <laughs> Safe in the archive. Yeah, that's a good... I mean, again, I love those stories of the of the good find. But yeah, so you also know the guy that was selling it probably it was unloading somebody else's stuff or somebody somebody that owned it i mean there was nothing else there like it so it wasn't like we were at a guy who had a bunch of collectibles and things and he was selling them that wasn't the case this guy was like just had bric-a-brac you know it was it was a stack full of of framed things which i rarely looked through at that point i mean i started i mean of course then it became like the first thing i looked you know i never skipped a pile of framed stuff after that <laughs> lord of the rings score but before and, and that, never found anything know, like honestly, that since no what's that and never found anything like that since probably no nothing i mean i found some things but nothing like that no but that's one of those uh but that's one of those things that kind of it, it gets in your head like you know what it, I, I this guy probably didn't get this yesterday which means people been combing through and just missing it. Yeah. And that's why I always look. I love flea markets and, and swap meets and stuff, whatever. Whatever you call it in your town, garage sale. Um, what do they call it? Uh, in New England, they call it tag sale. Oh, know, yeah. Like, they have all different names for it. And I love all of them because, I mean, you never know what you're, what you're going to find. You could get a great score. It's not the only score I've ever had in one of those situations but i still feel i think dollar for dollar it's still probably the the greatest score that i ever had yeah and it's the, thr- the thrill of the hunt right my my father-in-law he's he likes the thrift stores and yeah i mean same thing you know and we're we're we like board games and every now and then you know you'll find a game that sells for 50 60 70 bucks at the store still new in the shrink wrap at the thrift store for you know 10 bucks and so you know he feels he's feels pretty good about that and every now and then you'll see a big group of those games which also clearly means either 
a gamer died and his family didn't know the worth of those games and they're getting rid of them at the thrift store or a gamer got divorced and the spouse took them all and just ditched them at the thrift store. I actually, I actually, uh, on that note, I remember once being contacted by a divorced person whose, uh, whose ex was a star Wars collector <laughs> And I went through and pinched the hell out of that collection for <laughs> pennies on the dollar. I didn't buy the whole thing because a lot of it was shit. A lot of it was like power of the force, red cards, green cards, that kind of stuff. But there was some vintage mixed in. And when I was an army builder, even that's, you know, if there was stuff I was missing that I thought I could use you know, when I was building, when I was army building, then of course, then I would, even if it was like, oh, that gun only comes with that, you know, mm -hmm. that crappy power of the force figure, I grab the figure, take the gun and throw the figure in a bin for either custom stuff or eventual just, you know, give it away fodder. So anyway, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you should, you should, uh, I, although it's become a lot, people have become a lot more savvy in the last decade, decade and a half, two decades, two decades. And they become a lot more savvy in the last two decades with regards to that. So where OG and I, you know, would go through comic boxes and we could pull out like decent, <laughs> you know, decent condition comics that were worth, you know, 30, 40 bucks sometimes. That would never, I don't think it would ever happen today. I think if you found one, I think if you found one book like that in a box, you'd try to buy the whole box rather than standing there and looking. Because yeah. honestly, if you offered the guy, you know, some of these guys, you offer them like 50, 60 bucks, they'll give you the whole box. You know, and if you pull four comics out of it that are worth 50 bucks a piece, you've got your money, you've made money, and then you're going to make additional money dumping the books, even if you dump them for, I don't know, you know, 20 bucks, whatever, you know, it's, it's all about the, the turnaround. Anyway, <laughs> this has been uh geek stuff, TN flea market and geek stuff, TN flea. We should, we should start that. That's it. You got a geek nice uh, tea and flea. We serve tea <laughs> only like iced tea or hot tea and flea, which is tables. Oh, TN Fleet. We have to, we have to remember that. Put that on the list, and, Scott. <laughs> who's running the Who's running the empanada table at the TN Fleet? That's what I want. That's know. exactly what I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking. So I, I bet we could get a a, a, a rec room list. a rec room in Greater New Jersey area for that. Are you Are you keeping this list? Because these ideas are great. That should be on the list. <laughs> I just wrote it down. I did write it down. I'll put it on the list. Geek stuff. TN Flea. I like it. Uh, I'm okay. really excited. I have to tell you, we're going to speak in code now, so no one understands what you and I. Did you talk to the guy about the information that we need in order to take control of the thing? Um, no, not this week. I okay. did. I did. Well, I sent him a text. We we texted back and forth a little bit. Um, right. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't really been able to follow up. Although one yeah, of those. We, one of those. We, we got to do that because I want to score. I want to make sure that we get that other thing that we talked about, the available one, not the unavailable one, because that's a thing I want to roll out before the end of this year. Okay. I think that's a really funny idea, and I think we can have a lot of fun with it. So, All right. Anyway. So, sounds like we're having a conversation in the back of the Italian market. Right I, now. That's it. We All we're lacking is suits and, and sandwiches, and <laughs> we would be fine. 
Um, so let's get back to Peter Dinklage, right? Uh, so oh, him. In addition Jersey. to some discussion of uh, Toxic Avenger, he was also talking about how it's impossible to please everybody, and how you know people should just move on from the Game of Thrones finale. And then the next uh, thing that kind of got him back in the news, so he's kind of been in the news, he stayed consistently in the news for the last month or so. Um, there's some talk about a Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live-action remake as Disney's been you know, going through their whole animated catalog. Oh. And he basically said that, you know, have I not done enough to stop this kind of thing from happening? But then, you know, like he doesn't want the embarrassing portrayal of, like dwarves as a as a joke, but then the 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 little people community kind of came back and said, "Hey, you know, just because you're a wealthy actor doesn't mean you should take jobs away from other struggling actors." You know, so I mean, that's I, not un, that's not unfair. That's not an unfair position for them to have. Yeah, so. no, I, I mean, I, again, it's like I can I can see his point, but you know, I mean, I can see both sides of that. But yeah, he right. he definitely got a little. Or probably a reaction he was not expecting. I suspect. Uh, I just saw yesterday. Looks like they're gonna they're looking twenty twenty three start date for a Joker Joaquin Phoenix Joker sequel. You know, I've the, now this is not the first time I've heard of this either. So, I'm wondering. I'm really wondering, sort of where this is coming from. Because I was reasonably assured that that was not going to be a thing, that it was a one-off and that it was not going to be a thing, which causes me to wonder if, in fact, Joaquin Phoenix is going to end up being the Joker in the Pattinson Batman movies. I think he'll show up in it and like just to, as, a, as, a, as a shocker. I don't know, but you know, in the trailers, he is fighting guys in the subway who are dressed like clowns with big grins on their faces. Now, I'm not suggesting that that is necessarily a connection to Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, but they've already talked about sort of the most boring guy in the Eternals. I can't remember the actor's name. They've talked about that actor playing the Joker in the Pattinson movies. The most boring guy in Eternals, which... Was, um, was that Icarus? No, Icarus wasn't boring. No. It's the uh, it's the guy who ran away and didn't talk to any of them for, like, for a long time. I don't even remember what his power is. I mean, I really should watch that movie again, but... It's, uh, I can't, he's kind of a plain face guy. He's got like smallish eyes. He's creepy. I don't remember <laughs> what his character name was. He was not, he was not Asian. He was not, uh, Kumani Ninjani, whatever that dude's name is. It wasn't that guy. It wasn't the big Asian guy. It wasn't the black guy. It uh, wasn't Icarus. It, it Dr wasn't Druig? Jon Snow. Druig, huh? the, the, Druig, the guy that, uh, so Barry, Kyogen? Yeah. 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 Him. Yeah. The most boring. He even got the worst name, Druig. He has the worst name in the Eternals as well. So, yeah. So he, yeah. I mean, the, all the rumors are is that he's going to play the, or that he's been cast as the Joker 
in these movies, in the Pattinson movies or movie or whatever, however they're handling it. Um, that's the that has been the rumor. So I don't understand what the point of a Joaquin Joker sequel is. Yeah. Is it another Batman universe? Because I mean, at that point, why do we need it? Unless they're tying it in, you know, you, you may recall what, what I said about the Joker movie was that it can never, I mean, as a one-off with that amazing performance, I give it credit for doing as well as it did. And, and Joaquin deserved every award he got for it because he was great. However, it's the yin and the yang. You can't have, you can't have him without batman you can have batman without him because batman has other foes you can't have the joker without batman it's his whole every every sort of aspect and sort of um what's the right word tenant really of the character has to do with batman and while they did some sort of establishment with bruce wayne in the first joaquin joker movie Unless they're going to somehow expand on that, I don't see the point in having a sequel to this movie. It just doesn't make sense to me. It makes sense to me if they're moving it into the larger Pattinson universe. It doesn't make sense to do another standalone because what's left to say? Yeah. Well, and, and my whole, my biggest issue with, with it was... Well, Is I, it Todd I, Phillips also? Oh, it, it, making the, sec- the sequel? I think yeah. so. Let me, let me look. I'm pretty sure Todd Phillips was the... So while, while I looked that up, uh, Todd Phillips, yeah, yeah, it's Todd it Phillips. Is? Okay. Yeah. Again, the, the website is Heroic Hollywood, so I don't know how reputable that is. It may be another, uh, what's the one that we don't, they're not speaking We got this covered. Yeah, it may, may, may be a, maybe they changed their URL and that's them now. There's another one too. Uh was the one, OG and I used to make fun of it all the time. Is that Ain't It Cool? Oh, I can't remember. Huh? Ain't It Cool? No, we didn't make fun of Ain't It Cool. Ain't It Cool was kind of the grandfather of all of these, but the difference was Ain't It Cool was right most of the time <laughs> and wasn't making shit up. No, this was, um, oh, shoot, it was something, it felt like, was it Spanish or something? I can't remember. Oh, okay, I know the one, I can't think of the name of it, but I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. that one we used to make fun of all the time. So that was just like, holy shit, that was, that was so made up. It, it should have been Hollywood. It should have been done in Hollywood because that's how made up and phony that was. But yeah. in any event. But so so my biggest I had two issues with the Joker, other than the movie was kind of boring to me. Um, but I felt like the age difference, right? By the time, you know, the young Bruce Wayne grows up to be Batman, Joker's gonna be in his forties. And so I just don't see the physical fighting that you all would always see happening. Well, we're we're also assuming ages one and two. It worked in Star Wars. They yeah. fudge the age of Obi-Wan in Star Wars. So, I mean, what do you, I mean, how old do you think Joaquin Phoenix is in that movie? They don't say his age. I don't recall. I don't recall them listing his age. He looked fairly young. Let's say he's in his, let's say he's 25. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, argument. So, let's say so, he's 25. What did you put the Wayne kid at? 10, 12? I mean, right. That's what I, I felt like he was like between, I mean, he was certainly, you know, under, let's, under 15. Sake, let's say he's 15 years older. If they jump 20 years, that means Bruce is 20, 22 or what? 15 years. So he's th- 20. 
So Bruce is 20 years, you know, they do a 20 year jump. No, a 10 year jump. They do a 10 year jump. Bruce is 20. Joaquin is 35. That's that, that plays. That's less of an age difference between Nicholson, between Jack Nicholson's Joker and anyone else in that movie. (laughs) So like, I mean, it, it can play. It's all how you play it. Yeah, I, I guess. And then the the other thing is I didn't see the criminal mastermind either. You know, I mean, he's too disturbed. He doesn't Ooh. have Joker Ooh. is a, is a Joker criminal mastermind, is a criminal mastermind. He doesn't have these adv- intricate plots to do his wacky things. No, he's a genius. Yes. But is he like, no, I, I would, but, n- I would not call him a criminal mastermind. Okay. But I don't see the Joaquin's Joker. Criminal mastermind. Okay. But the Joaquin's Joker, Joker is isn't a genius. Like a, is like a force of nature. All right. But did he seem like a genius in that movie? He seemed like no. a disturbed individual, right? I mean, he seemed like a disturbed individual. Yeah. But who's to say, you know, who's to say we haven't given him an opportunity to show the genius. All right. So he's if, just a guy who wanted to be a clown or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. And, and if it were me, you know, like you said, you see the, 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 if you see the events of the Joker inspiring the criminal element in Gotham to rise up against the rich. And then you get another, you know, a Jack Napier who falls into acid and, and picks up the mantle. You know, I would feel more comfortable with, with Joaquin inspiring the Joker in the Batman than Well, I don't know. know. I don't know. And is, is that the role that the boring eternal is going to (laughs) play? Maybe, you know, is it that he's inspired by Joaquin's, joker and yeah i don't i it's convoluted i think it's just convoluted and you have a joker it's perfectly reasonable to time that joker into my opinion perfectly reasonable to time that joker into uh into the uh pattinson movie so why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Well, we'll we'll see soon enough. The the Batman movie yes. does have a uh, mild sex slash nudity warning, so there may be oh. a love scene with uh, Batman and Catwoman in there. I think that's not what we're gonna see. I think it's gonna be half of somebody's butt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, you're... male or female. It's probably female, and I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's jump over to the MCU. Um, James Gunn has said that uh, Guardians 3 is going to be the last time we see this particular team together. Yes. So do you think Drax is going to die because uh, he doesn't want to do it anymore? People don't have to die in order for them not to be on the team. So I certainly think, well, I mean, that's a tough question, isn't it? Because who's... You know, I don't, I honestly, I mean, I, I, Batista, I know, doesn't want to do it anymore. I can't think of another name in that group that doesn't want to do it anymore. Not, I've not heard anything about Chris Pratt leaving. I've heard nothing about, uh, is always uh, held on Gamora. I've never heard nothing about Gamora wanting to go. I've heard nothing about Bradley Cooper or Vin Diesel wanting out so who does that leave karen gillen she ain't going nowhere i mean you know like i i don't see i i don't i mean unless their contracts are up they want to do other things what has zoe zaldana done uh, yeah i'm right she has three avatar sequels 
whatever, however many the fuck it's up to now. Uh, so she'll be in those, we presume. Chris Pratt has at least got another Jurassic Park in him, I think. And he's like but, the king of uh, voiceover right now, too. He's got a million different voiceover jobs. Yeah, but voiceover is, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not slighting voiceover people at all but i mean it's different than going on the set and performing in stunts and everything else it's going in and read this read it again read it again read it again okay we got it you know and you move on not saying it's easy but i'm saying you know in comparison to making a feature film as a performer i i i think there's more more to it than 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 voice work more to, more to the performance than voice work. And that said, Chris Pratt can be the biggest voice star on the planet, but he's not going to just do voice work for the rest of his life. Is um so I just just watched Guardians 2 uh, this this week my my kid kind of got into Guardians since he rode the the ride at Disneyland and we've watched it a couple times. And so do you think they're going to bring back Sylvester Stallone and uh, he was Starhawk, right? Starhawk, yeah. Do you think they're gonna um, they're gonna yeah, fold him in and name? go a different way? What's his name? Uh, too the guy that played. I'm pretty sure it was the guy that played Luthor in Smallville. Mm-hmm. Was he was, was he in there? Was, was he that? the ice guy? Was he like the ice crystal guy? No, he's crystals, but he's not ice. Uh, I can't remember what his name is, but I'm pretty sure he was one of them. Uh, wasn't um, Michael Rosenbaum? I think is his name. Michael Rosenbaum, right? uh wasn't uh what what's wasn't what's his name like charlie 27 the big who's the big black guy can you be more specific no 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 i think i'm i'm thinking wrong about that no i'm not it's isn't it uh i can't remember i'd have to look anyway yeah i think so i think they're coming back but i'm not i'm not 100 percent sure if they're going to come back i'm sure it's going to be in a limited capacity like it was before maybe they'll actually showing them do some doing some shit this time instead of you know just kind of sitting around i mean yeah, that really was a glorified cameo if they weren't planning to use him later right yeah but they have glorified cameos all the time so it's not that it's not a reach that it could be a cameo yeah um i can't remember his name i want to say vic something but i don't think it's vic oh i do see it here charlie 27 and who is this actor ving 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 rames yeah right yeah i I mean yeah but i mean so that could be that could be didn't they were the that was the original guardians of the galaxy right i mean before the group that we know from the movies yeah Starhawk and Charlie 27 and Martin X. I think that was the crystal guy's name. I think you double check that and see if they, if they have him listed as Martin X or whatever Rosenbaum's name, but that's who it was. It was him. I'm sure it was him Stallone. And, and there was a girl too, who played, uh, I want to say Starfire, but I don't think that's right. Anyway, the point is, is that, yeah, they certainly could integrate, those characters and or those teams into uh into the the universe in some way i don't know we do we don't know anything about the villain for this piece or anything yet right i yeah. don't think it's not high evolutionary or anything crazy right i you know it might be because that's that's essentially rocket's origin right 
Uh, if that's the way they're going to make it. I don't know if High Evolutionary is... Is he responsible for Rocket in the comics? I don't remember. I don't know that he is in the comics, but they definitely said that, you know, he was... No, the they definitely of, could of tie. They definitely yeah. could tie him in that way. Yeah, hundred percent. And isn't isn't High Evolutionary an incarnation of Kang? No, no. All right, I don't think so. They look similar, but I don't think they're. I don't think it's an incarnation of Kang. All right, I don't think. Well, it'll be, it'll I'm be a bit out of the MCU comic wise to remember all of that. <laughs> you know, I'm so disgusted by the state of Marvel comics these days that I can barely you know stomach it really yeah well so other other news with mcu folks and and even dc eu folks uh, so wes anderson's going to direct benedict cumberbatch in a road doll movie adaptation right so road dolls like charlie and the chocolate factory james and yep. the giant peach and now uh, but what so wes anderson already makes quirky odd movies and then yep. a road road dolls are all stuff is kind of quirky so that, it, that should it seems be an appropriate fit all around, but what book? Yeah, what I don't story? know. Let, let's see. Um, let's see here. Scanning, scanning. The wonderful story Henry. of Henry Sugar and six more. What's that? It's called The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know that one. Road Doll like was obsessed with like candy and food james and the giant peach charlie and the chocolate factory that's that's interesting people have uh, their things yeah and then uh let's see they're going to be uh mortal Kombat 2 is going to be coming out with one of the writers from moon knight attached to that mm, goody and robert pattinson's going to be teaming up with uh bong joon ho for a sci-fi uh unnamed sci-fi forthcoming movie Travaganza. yeah so, so again, everybody's uh, continuing to work outside of uh, superhero movies. So that's good. Sure. So uh, is it too late or too early to talk about uh, episode five of Book of Boba Fett? It's too early, I think. All right. Well, how about uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead joining uh, a, a, the Ahsoka show? Well, it only makes sense that she would um, end up in the Star Wars universe because she just had Ewan McGregor's baby. <laughs> so keeping it in the family, if you will, it doesn't seem far afield. Um, but, you know, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is always uh, Ramona Flowers. So anything she's in, obviously, I mean, it's, it's just nice when she kind of does genre stuff. So yeah, I think she's a fine performer. I think she's, she's quite a fetching gal. So yeah. And she just had Hugh McGregor's baby. Yeah. So. Well, so they have not uh, released the information about who she's going to be playing or any, any other details, just that she's joining the cast of Ahsoka. Well, one of the rumors, one of the rumors was that she was going to be Sabine. Hmm. Which, that would be weird, but it would work. It could work. So remind me rebels. of the timeline. So, so so Clone Wars, the whole cartoon takes place between episodes three and or two and three, right? Two and three, yes. And then when does Rebels take place? Rebels takes place before, like right before episode four. 
no, no, no. That's Rogue One is right before episode okay. four. So you already have the rebellion at that point, which means Rebels takes place before that. I'm actually trying to play solo. I think Rebels and Solo take place relatively around the same time. And and so but Sabine was in Clone Wars and in Rebels? Sabine was not in Clone Wars. She was in Rebels. No, no, she's definitely in Clone Wars. Sabine? Yeah. It, it, isn't she like the Mandalorian leader? Like a isn't she No, 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 no. No, that's no, that's Bo Katan. No, no, but there's a different one that like Obi Wan has. Am, kind am of I a getting the name wrong? I think who's the who's the little Mando girl in Rebels? Isn't that Sabine? I I, I feel like she, I feel like Sabine is with the man is with the Mandalorians, but I think she also appears in Clone Wars. No, no she definitely doesn't appear in Clone Wars. All right. I I mean I, maybe I have the character name wrong. It's the one who spray painted everything in Rebels. Okay, I, and I haven't seen any of Rebels, and I haven't seen much of Clone Wars, so I'm not I'm not a good. Okay. Uh, so I'm, if you know the answer, call the GVM line, two zero one seven three zero two five four seven, and let us know who these characters are from Clone Wars. No, we know who these characters are. I'm sure. I'm reasonably sure it's. Did you call up? Just put up a list of characters from Rebels, and Vanessa. No, Vanessa, whatever her name is, was Hera, so it wasn't her, but. I mean, I can see. I'm. I'm sure I'm right about this. You. I. I think like. I feel like you're talking about the leader of the Mandalorians that like has the little thing with Obi Wan. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Is her, her name? I don't not think Sadi- that name. I don't think. She, I don't think that name is Sabine. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. Just put up a cast list. I'm pulling it up. Hold on. Do we need to put the show on hold? Yeah, let's put the show on hold. Hold on. Tall and tan and young and lovely The girl from Ipanema goes walking And when she passes, each one she passes goes When she She's like a samba that swings so cool and sways so gentle that when she passes, each one she passes goes. It's Satine is the one I'm thinking of, and Sabine. So so she's the Duchess of Mandalore. Yeah. Yeah. So Sabine is probably a relative of hers, I would assume. No, they're not related. They're I don't think they're related. Okay. But but anyway, that's where I was confused because I, I I've been watching a little bit of the Clone Wars. I feel like Sabine is related to somebody, but I don't think it's Satine. I don't think. Yeah. I don't know. Did you call up a character biography to see? No. You need to put the show on hold? No, I'm not going to put the show on hold again. We're already 45 minutes into this thing. Let's keep moving. Well, maybe we should take a break. How about that? (sighs) Let's finish. Let's finish Disney Plus and then we'll take a break. All right. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk. And uh, with that, we will take our first. And <laughs> well, what's left to talk about? Um, Moon Knight. The trailer was boring. Now, okay, so you know Moon Knight. There's yes. a character called Midnight Man. Is he important? I'm not sure because the actor that played him, Gaspard Uliel, uh, died in a skiing accident. 
So if his character wow. was important, I mean, you know, he was only 37 years old. So, I mean, he obviously won't be in season two of Moon Knight. So I, I honestly don't know. I wonder now that do they delay Moon Knight, go back and refilm the scenes with another actor? I mean, yeah, I guess it depends on how important he is, but I doubt that they're going to do that. So, and then the last thing for Disney Plus, and then we'll then we'll go to break. Uh, they're going to make a Santa Claus se- sequel series with Tim Allen. I would I assume mean, coming out this Christmas. Tim Allen has nothing else going on. Why not? Yeah. yeah. It's basically going to be a movie. It's a it's a Santa Claus sequel movie chopped into seven episodes. Right. So yeah, so that's fine. Let him get a little more Disney money. He didn't <laughs> get enough from Toy Story, I guess. Right. Well, they didn't. He wasn't in Toy Story four enough, so they had to give him this to make up for it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right. So and we... with that, we will bring this episode, episode something six sixty eight. 68 uh to our first and only break and we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back yeah we need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with geek stuff tng directly by using our gvm line 201-730-2547 hmm Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right, here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices, like this. Hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's mm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> so call us on the GVM line 201-730-2547 and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow wow what okay here we go i'm james hatton and i'm podcast rob and we're the something something cast we're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies comics tv music video games and a whole lot more check us out at our home at somethingcast.com and also on itunes stitcher google podcasts and other fine podcatchers as well Proud members of Hashtag Pottern Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Hey, Geek Stuff listeners. It's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the Piecast because we got married on Pi Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at Pi Day Family, and my new Twitter handle is at Pi Day Scott. Check us out. What's up? This is Mikey T, host of the Failing Hollywood Podcast. I'm just a guy who plays with props behind the scenes. On our show, we have guests who also work behind the scenes, and we joke around, we drop names, we tell real on-set stories. We even play some film games, only 
on the Failing Hollywood Podcast, found wherever podcasts can be found. Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hey, this is Christine Hodge, Simone from Head of the Class, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Hi, this is The Sandwich, and you're listening to the Geek and Surf Report with Big Kev Huna and West Coast Scott. And goddammit, they did not pay me enough to say that line. During our commercial break, here's from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 1/18th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-wing ever made for use with your three and three quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light-up R2D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing, and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get one eighteenth scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. And we're back. So speaking of Elizabeth Winstead and Scott Pilgrim, there's going to be a Scott Pilgrim Netflix show. Anime series. Yeah, an animated series, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm always on the fence when it comes to these things with Scott Pilgrim because I've read the books and I've seen the movie and I'm kind of like, well, I mean, what is it that they got to do it in every genre? So now they have to do it animated. I mean, I'm not going to not watch it. I certainly am. Um, I hope it's Brian, uh, Brian style, the guy who did it. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Netflix hasn't really been banging at home lately. Or what I mean to say is Netflix has been doing fine, but people just haven't been receiving it. That Cowboy Bebop thing is still to me 
complete mystery why on earth that that was canceled so quickly i mean i thought it was i thought it was really good i mean as a as an accurate representation uh of of the series i thought it was totally fine so maybe it's me yeah i mean i don't know that they they are struggling they're not hitting their uh subscriber got uh, objectives i feel like their stock has has tanked a little bit so um i don't know they're also uh what they're um they're in a defamation lawsuit with uh, a chess grandmaster over what over what let's see uh da, 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 da. the the fact that it was a fictional work does not insulate Netflix from liability for defamation from all the elements of defamation are otherwise present. And so they tried to get it thrown out of court. What do they say? A fictional chess commentator's line in the series finale referred to a real person by name. Oh. And said that she's the female world champion and has never faced men. And so that statement is false and sexist. And so they're being sued for that. Okay. So, so... So there's a lawsuit regarding that. Looks like there's some That's re- Queen's Gambit. Queen's right? Gambit. It has to be Queen's Gambit. Yep. And so then uh, they've started uh, production on Witcher season three. And uh, Umbrella Academy is back for some research. It's up in Canada. Okay. So that's the Netflix news. Uh, Umbrella Academy is coming soon, so they got to get those research knocked out because they already have a premiere date, right? Do they? What is it? Oh, I don't know. Because I need a reason to live. So if you <laughs> give me an Academy, uh, Umbrella Academy premiere date, that might help me get to that date. How, how about a Rick and Morty season five premiere date? I'll take that too. Got that here. Rick and Morty okay. season five. Now, do we consider Rick and Morty a Comedy Central show? Do we re- consider it a Hulu show? It's Se- not Comedy Central. So season- it's, uh, it's Adult Swim. Yeah, but so it's going to be streaming on Hulu in February of 22, but season five, is that the one that just went, just happened? No, season four just happened. Oh, okay, so season five is going to be in February of 2022 on Hulu, it says. Okay. Uh, and then season six and seven are currently in the works. And Umbrella Academy season three is supposed to be coming to Netflix in February, so it should we should be right there for Umbrella Academy. Oh, good. Uh, over on Hulu, I know this is not quite in the genre, um, but How I Met Your Father is not getting great reviews over on Hulu as and, well. And it can't possibly get... It's the same... It's like that 80s show. Right. It's trying to take a formula that worked not just because of the formula, but because of the people in it and trying to replicate that success well that's stupid you know they they learn nothing i mean they try i mean but you know isn't it like hillary duff in the lead and mm-hmm. like no yeah no, so i'm just no yeah so let's I'd take, rather go back and watch how i met your mother again it just don't watch then, the last season then you're fine yeah no all of it i'd rather watch honestly i'd rather watch all of it than than to 
deal with that half-assed idea, half-baked idea of how I met your father, you know. If it was, if it was, I think what might remotely make it interesting is if it is if it had been basically the side of her side of the story. You know what I mean? The mother's side of the story from the characters that we already know. Right. And all the different, and then you could have the cameos and people showing up in yeah, flashbacks and, and, and the near I mean, misses. Yeah. And then there could have been, yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, the it's, it's like the way that people interact and everything. I mean, you could have done any number of things that would have made it really really interesting like how many times did they have close calls how many times did did secondary characters have like like full-on things with secondary characters from the mother you know what i mean like you know did, did one of the characters did barney like have a relationship with one of the characters roommates you know like i mean i mean there are some of those ties already established but you know like that would have been really that would have been an interesting way to do how i met your father not a whole batch of new characters and Hillary Duff. Who the fuck picks Hillary Duff for anything? She's Lizzie McGuire, man. Yeah, well, it's it's that's not a reason to hire her. You know. All saying. right. Well, let's move over to animation. Uh looks like yes, Mike let's. Mike Judge is having a, a bit of a renaissance. They're going to be uh bringing back Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill. About this for a while now. Yeah, well, and King of the Hill too. So, like, his two major things are coming back. I mean, his major Bobby, animated things, I should say. That boy's not right. I mean, Bobby. yeah. I mean, King of the Hill, I feel like, in today's environment is, I don't know, it's prime to bring put those characters in updated scenarios, maybe? Oh, I can only even imagine what, what, what those updated scenarios would be. And are they, and would they be seditious? I mean, that's the question. I mean, really. I mean, I would say, yeah, <laughs> which I think is not funny and funny. Yeah. So well, it'll be we interesting. We want to acknowledge the presence of such a seditious individual in our chat right now. Will's Trash joined us. <laughs> did, did he live stream from on January 6th? Uh... The, the, the seditious Will's Trash has joined us. So I it, don't think for the record that that sedition thing, I don't think that's funny. I just, I think it's funny that they, you know, that we have to skate around this as much as we do. Anyway, I'm, we're not getting into politics on this show. Let me tell you. Let me tell you right now. <laughs> um, yeah. So what about uh, the South Park movies? Did you see the, uh, the full orchestra for the Kyle's Mom is a, is a Bitch uh, rendition there? No. Where was that? I mean, I, it's, I think it's going to be on an upcoming episode, but they have like the full orchestra and uh, musicians and singers to to give it. I mean, full... I would love to see that. Where is it? Is it going to play on like HBO or something? I, I believe it's going to be on on a new episode. Let me let me look at the article. A new episode on an upcoming episode. Yes. Okay, that means it's got to be a special because they have they even announced the new season. I, I believe the new season is so it's uh celebrating the 25th season of South Park they right. have a group of Broadway stars and a 30 piece orchestra to be, to perform the series classic Kyle's Mom is a bitch 
Well, Cosmo's bitch, she's a big fat bitch, she's the biggest bitch in the whole wide world. She's a super bitch if everyone's a bitch, she's a bitch you all the boys and girls. Wow, good for you. Um, she's a bitch on Tuesday, bitch on Wednesday, Saturday. She's a bitch then on Sunday, just to be different. She's a super thumb and may I, may I be Uh You got it. It was announced earlier this month that Comedy Central cartoon staple will return February 2nd for a new season consisting of six episodes. So, oh. so yeah, so there's, there's the movies. When, when are they premiering? February 2nd. So coming up soon. Damn. By the time this episode airs. Days from now. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope they open with that one. That would be funny. I, I, I probably it is. So, um, moving over to HBO Max. Uh, have you watched Peacemaker? No, I want to. Um, was there a, was there a, was there a cameo? Was there, I heard some rumor about a can about a Ryan Reynolds cameo, not Deadpool, I don't think, but I think it was Ryan Reynolds. So not in the first two episodes. I've only got, watched the first two. I don't know. I heard something about it. I, I don't know. Unless uh, it was like a, a unless it was a background that I missed it. Uh, but I, I, the first two episodes I thought were pretty funny. I think that John Cena plays this role well. You know, it leans I, I into a little goofy. Through, I haven't gotten through the Suicide Squad to, to learn anything about this character. Oh. I still haven't gotten through that movie. I mean, I certainly would say that the the newest, The Suicide Squad, is certainly better than Suicide Squad. Right? Well, it has James Gunn, so it had, you know, advantages, obviously. Yeah. And they picked some interesting characters, so that is also, you know, interesting. I ja mean... Uh, James I Gunn must like Sylvester Stallone, because he was King Shark, and he and we were just talking about Starhawk. And well, it's he, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. James Gunn came up in the 80s. Yeah. It was Stallone and Schwarzenegger. You know, that's that's what those kids had. Yeah. I just, I mean, it's just funny that, that I, I mean, I they just were, thought by about the that. Time, you know, by the time I was in popular culture, I mean, Schwarzenegger and Stallone long behind me, but <laughs> just saying. Right, but I grew up with them. I mean, I remember Rocky IV when, when he fought Drago was, you know, Did I you mean, a seminal moment. Cut? <laughs> I don't think so. Me and East Coast Scott went to see it. It was terrible. It added, not, in fact, it seemed... It seemed a waste, honestly, of time. It really did, and I I get what he was trying because they, they it was like a fathom event thing, and so he comes out and he talks about why he did what he did, and he could have saved us all the time by just saying, you know what, I was bored, so <laughs> I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna recut Rocky Four in a way that makes it fill in the blank because I mean, I thought it was, it made it worse. It took away, you know, that movie is definitely a movie of its time. You know what I mean? The original cut of that movie is a movie of its time. And it's kind of like you're taking that movie and cutting, you know, it's like you're, I'm trying to think of a, a, a real current example. I, I can't even think of one. Like it's, it's taking a movie and just re it's, it's almost like those fake trailers that people do where they take like Mary Poppins and they cut it into a horror trailer. Right. You know, or like one of my favorites is they take um, the shining and cut it into a romantic comedy. <laughs> Right. And they play up on Salisbury Hill. And if you ever find that one, that one's really funny. But the point is, is 
that's it's almost what it feels like it's taking a movie that's really specific to a time period and trying really desperately to sort of make it relevant today filmmaking wise you know i don't know just didn't work just people practicing their editing skills too i guess um anyway i I watched the first two episodes of peacemaker i thought it was was pretty funny i mean i'm i'm enjoying it and so uh you know i'm interested to see where it goes they did have a as far as not necessarily cameo but they mentioned batmite so they made batmite canon in the dc eu i think that might be what you heard about Unless Ryan Reynolds is voicing it. No, no, you don't see him. They just mentioned that he exists. I'm just saying, like, the cameo that I heard about was something to do with Ryan Reynolds. I don't right. know what. I'll, I'll keep an eye out. I'll let you know. Okay. Um, let's see. Over the Peacock Network lost $1.7 billion in 2021. So, yeah. I mean, how long can you keep that up? Well, um, it's the model stinks. You know, the model of, well, we're going to give you that. There was that sci-fi show that I still haven't seen. Um, the one with uh, uh, the one with Sybil from Downton Abbey and Aaron Eigenreichen from Solo. I can't remember the name of that series now. It's it's like it's it's based on a really important science fiction book, of course, that I can't remember the name of. Um, but it's like they gave you like one episode or two episodes, but you got to sign up to get the rest. No, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that was largely people's position was like, no, not going to do it. So they either need to go free with everything uh, or they need to charge for everything. You know, like it just doesn't this this half assed I know the answer will be they'll charge for everything, but then they don't have enough content to support that. Right. I mean, it's NBC Universal. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Universal has a lot of movies and stuff, but you comb through there. I mean, the best part about Peacock is that they have some really classic movies on there that aren't really streaming anywhere else. Yeah. And that's kind of amazing. That is the only thing about Peacock that's worth anything, though. Did you look up the name of that series? No. Well, I, I mean, I looked up Peacock Sci-Fi. It's not Foundation because that's on Apple, which I also haven't seen yet, but I, I want to but it's like it's like that it's that genre. It may even I don't think it's Asimov though because there's no robots in it, so I don't think it's Asimov. But um, shoot, I can't remember the name of it. Brave New World. Who do you think is in it? Aaron the Solo Solo is in it. The what? Solo guy and the guy and the girl. Sorry, the girl, the gorgeous girl who played Sybil in uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> I can't do a search that way, but yeah, Brave New World comes up. Uh, let's see. Is that is that dude in it? Yeah, I, yeah, I it is. that's him. Yeah, so it's Brave New yeah. World. Brave New World. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. In other news for these networks, over on the FX network, they're going to do a limited series of Justified bringing back uh, Timothy Oliphant as Raylan Givens. Yes, and it, and it makes complete and utter sense for them to do that. Because it's Tim the Oliphant. Yes, can't get enough of him. Anything he wants to do, I'll watch. Anything with a badge. He's the sheriff in Star Wars. He's the sheriff in Deadwood. He's the sheriff on Justified. The only role I've ever seen him in, where well, he wasn't the sheriff in The Hitman, which was based on the video game. That movie sucked. 
Uh, and he wasn't the sheriff in The Girl Next Door, which I still think is a really, really funny movie. And I think his character in it is really funny also. He, he's also Drew Barrymore's husband in The Santa Margarita Diet. I, yeah, right, where I, she's I a zombie. And that. I've never seen it, but I like, again, it's it's a comedic role. Yeah. And, and, and he's like, he's and not I like a badass. Like... And I don't know how I feel about that. I think I want him to be a badass all the time. He's in, no, he's actually in a romantic comedy too with, um, with Jennifer Garner and Kevin Smith, but it's not a Kevin Smith movie. It's one of the very rare movies that Kevin Smith is in, but he did not direct or do anything but be in this movie. And what's her name is in it too. Uh, oh, I can see her face, but I hate her. So I don't remember her name, but it's Jennifer Garner, Timothy Oliphant, Kevin Smith, catch and release, catch and release. That's it. Yeah. I saw that one a few months before it opened back in the day um yeah and he's in that also and I, I i fairly liked him in that one as well so i love me some timothy oliphant i'm, I'm happy to get more uh more timothy oliphant especially in a role that i enjoy like justified so there you go yeah and then so now i i, I can't end a segment without getting you mad about something so over on the cw oh, um the actress that played uh simmons on agents of shield which I know is your favorite show. She's going to be uh, directing a couple episodes of Superman and Lois. So I just wanted to bring Simmons. up Agents of Shield because I know you oh. love the show. Oh, was it? Um, what's her name? Elizabeth. Hold on. It was something, and wasn't she part of that duo? Yeah, Fitzsimmons. So so Elizabeth Henstridge, who played, and she's going to be directing. Yes. Wow, because she was the hottest girl on. On that, my opinion, she was the hottest girl on on uh, Agents of Shield. She was one of the reasons I watched at all after like the third episode. I don't know. I liked the show, but okay. Um, oh, why? Why? I, I, I mean, I felt like it. I think at this point, it's been deep. I don't know that it's been officially decanonized, but they just never talk about it anymore, or no. any character in it. So. I mean, yeah, ex except that, you know, Coulson stepped right off of Avengers and into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so... Yeah, but, I mean, that's there's not been a mention since, I don't think. Yeah, I feel like... Coulson. I feel like if they would have... Maria Hill, I think, is still around. Yeah. Oh, but she wasn't in the TV show. She was not she? in the TV show. And, and, I mean, the last season, they, they did uh, grab a character from Agent Carter and brought him through time as well in the last season. Um, but I honestly felt like Jarvis. When, no, no, it was um, it was the other agent that she kind of had a. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I felt like if they would have shortened it to two to two short seasons, right, and done Agents of Shield slash Agent Carter, and given us like eight episodes of each per season, I felt like it would have been a better or eleven episodes but, of each or whatever. You know, I, I feel think, like they could have gotten think more out agent of it. Agent Carter didn't get a fair shake. Right, I agree. And uh, that one, I think, did definitely did not get a fair shake. But I have a feeling that Captain Carter is going to make an appearance live-action MCU, possibly in Multiverse of Madness. And they're definitely... They're de that character and also the, the Hydra Stomper, I think we're popular enough from the what if that I feel like they're going to do something more with that character. I really honestly feel like they're going to do more with that character. I'm not saying they're going to bring her 
necessarily into the proper MCU, but I mean, she's definitely, they're definitely going to be in what if, and I don't, I didn't hear that they're developing a series for them or anything, but that's, that's the kind of popularity that they've attained though, those characters. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to geek stuff. Comic news. Smell that. That's the smell of new comic books. So you want to talk about Marvel or DC first? Uh, neither, but you're going to make me, so go ahead. Uh, I mean, they're going to kill the Justice League again, right? Murdering more characters in Justice League number 75. Okay. I see coffins for everybody. Batman, Aquaman. Cool. It's just uh, just trying to get people to care. Is that is that what we're talking it, about here? Of course it is. It, it It's a device used to sell books. Because then they'll overprint the book and every speculating piece of garbage out there will get it or they'll try to get the special cover or the whatever, the incentive cover, one in a million. Every million copies we print, we're going to print one of these incentive covers, you know, that whoever's writing that book took a shit on or wiped his ass with or whatever the special feature is. I'm so done with comics. I mean, in, in that way. In the sense of the sort of the monthly, I mean, I still want to read Cap and Daredevil, but at this point I'm a few years removed, so I have to go back and get all the middling uh, issues that I missed because of reasons that I won't talk about. And other than those two, there are some independent stuff that I'll read in trade. That's it, though. I, I the industry is ruined. Oh, oh, that's not true. I still read Batman and Detective and Batman Beyond if there is a Batman Beyond. So really, I'm in I'm in for like four and a half books on a regular basis. There's other things I would read in trade. I do want to read Strange Academy. I think that's at least a trade of that's out now. Because as you know, any book with Brother Voodoo in it, yeah, I will read. Um, and then, but that's really, and everything else is an independent or it's a one-off graphic novel and, you know, and that's if I get a hold of it. So, you know, I'm not even going out of my way to do that anymore at this yeah. point. So how many, how many different Robins can you name? All of them. Well, name them all. Dick Grayson. Carrie, whatever her name is. I'm going end to end. Okay. Um, Tim Drake. Um, uh, Jason, Jason, Todd, yeah, Tim Drake, Jason, Todd, Dick Grayson, Carrie, whatever her name is, Damian Wayne, and the new Robin is. Oh, well, there's a new Robin. How would I know that? <laughs> If you read these articles, or if you're reading current uh, DC continuity, but uh, I guess it's it's Bruce and Selena's kid Helena is going to eventually take up the mantle of Robin. I think it's a flash forward, so it might not have oh, officially cool. happened. But uh, spoiler: alert. And her name is Helena Helena Wayne. Helena Wayne, I guess. Yeah, because they're married now, right? In the I comics, think. I'm pretty sure. I don't know, dude. I'm that behind. Ugh. I know that happened, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, the Fortress of Solitude got stolen. And I don't know. Let's just move on to to Marvel. Um, yeah, because that'll be better. <laughs> There's going to be a new Daredevil series. Yeah, I heard that. I don't understand. Again, this is a, a renumbering without a point. 
So well, number number one, sell better, right? Well, yeah, of course. That I mean, that's the point. But I mean, there's no story point needing to do that. Is what I meant. Yeah, yeah. But- I'll, and I'll I'll probably read it because you know I read five books. If I'm gonna read even five books, I don't even know that it's five books. I don't even know if Batman Beyond still has a title. And then I have to catch up because I'm at least a, I'm a couple of years behind thanks to uh douchebag re- re- realtor or re- retailer. But yeah, well, so I, I saw an article on Screen Rant talking about uh Marvel's faith in nostalgia is a huge miscalculation. It says that Marvel's focusing a lot on their titles from the 90s when their comics were like at their worst. So Of course they are because Marvel is a ship without a ship. It's a bunch of guys just floating in the sea. Do, do you just long hoping, for the days of Joe Casada? Just hoping there's a, a something floats by that they can hold on to for a minute. It's awful. They're just they're gone. I'm focusing on the Casada era. What are they going to have? Special covers, Prisma foil, and just fucking it just it's over. So the nineties is the, that over. is the Casada era. Was the nineties? It's over. It's over, Johnny. It's just over. You know, like I said, you know, it's one-off stories. It's the the few books that I can stomach reading and it's, it's over. And I read at the peak, like 40 or 50 titles a month at one point in my life. It's just over. Everything is blown to, to hell and back again and, and spread out and confused. And this one is that one. And the other one is this, and we have to, and we're, we're focusing on diversity and inclusion and all these things. And I'm not saying those things don't have a place, but at this point, I'm just so far removed from all of it that I just don't care. It just seems like every, every week, any news about comics is the shock of the week. Oh, they're going to kill the justice league. Oh, we're going to get a new Robin. Oh, you know, oh, shock value. Oh, you you don't want to miss that issue because that issue is going to be worth money. No one gives a shit if it's written or drawn well. It's going to be worth money because if a five-year-old drew it and it was canon and Robin got replaced, killed, replaced, new Robin, whatever in it, it would be worth a fortune. Period. Because comics have become nothing about writing and and uh, uh, art, they've become about speculation and money making. So it's just done. It's and, over. And that's why, if you want story and art, you have to go to the independence. And even the independence, you know, you you got to be picking and choosing carefully. And they're not all superhero stories. I have news for you. Some of my favorite comics are not superhero stories. Newsflash. That was the news story that I forgot to add to the prep sheet, and you just mentioned it. Some of your favorite comics. What about Mouse? Did you hear about Mouse yeah. being uh, pulled yeah. from a That's uh, a great library? example. Not a superhero comic pulled out of some school system in Tennessee. I mean, just for fuck's sake, could they be more stereotypical? I mean, could they? Is it possible for them to be more stereotypical? I just... You don't want to go down that road because that's going to lead us into politics. I think it's a dumb idea to take a book about the Holocaust because I can't remember. There's one nude mouse. And it's a mouse, right? Yeah, it's a nude mouse. 
and something else. Oh, Will uh, Will's trash is saying, did did I hear Saga has started up again? I don't know if it's. I know it's going to. I don't know if it has yet or not. Will, but that's a book I'll read. That's, that looks wacky as hell, but I'll read it. How how old is Saga? It's it's relatively new, right? I mean, it's no, not. It's, I mean, it's a couple years at this point. They haven't done any in what? Will three years? Something like that. Um, and the point is, is that it's a brilliant science fiction uh, story that has not been tainted by Hollywood or anything else yet, yet. And uh, yeah. And that's an independent, my opinion, independent book that I will read, but I only read it collected. So I, I don't do saga month to month. And in fact, I think I do the large, Will says about two or three years. Yeah, I think it's three, Will. So it looks like the first one came out in 2012. Um, but that's Brian K. Vaughn, who's also Why the Last Man, right? Yes. So hopefully the saga, eventual saga streaming show will be better than Why the Last Man was. Hopefully there won't be one. They'll just let it be a comic book. Oh, I doubt that. That's not. That's not. I don't know if it works. I don't know if it works as a TV show. If I'm being honest, what's the what's the plot? What's the premise? Go read it. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Look, I depend on this show to tell me the stories that I don't have time to read myself. No, no, no. You've used to depend on this show for that purpose. Now you make the show. Uh, no, I got homework just like the sandwich. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, this is going to be like that old bit with fantastic. I'm going to read saga, a book that's 10 years old and it's going to be news to me as I read. Saga. I'm West coast Scott. And that's news to me. <laughs> oh, okay. I think yep, that, do I'll, it. Make let, it happen. Let me write it down. Let me write it down. I uh, just looked it up. Hiatus for three and a half years. Yes. Will. I think you're correct between the final issue of what I think is book two and uh and now so yeah so yeah that's good i'll i'll read that that i'll read i'm not gonna i'll I'll read it collected which means i probably won't read it for another year because i'm pretty sure my saga collections are not the soft trades i feel like they're they're hard trades like i did with walking dead which was the oversized hardcovers that i read yeah i keep seeing like at at, like comic-con you know the 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 booths that sell all the trades and stuff, you know, I see Saga pretty inexpensively to get a copy of the trades for it. So I'll have to pick that up. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can pick, yeah, you should pick that up. That's a good one to get. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's move out of comic books and into video game news. It looks like, uh, Sega is out of the arcade business. Sega. So Sega's out of the console business. No, out of the arcade business. Oh, I was going to say, because they've been out of the console business forever. Out of the arcade business? Who's in the arcade business? <laughs> Are there arcades still? But this is in Japan, talking about in Japan. Okay. Um, all of their remaining arcades will be sold. They were all American games when I, when I saw games in Japan. So, yeah. So, the, the last... I mean, Sega is no longer going to own those arcades in Japan shortly. So, okay. do they still do anything else? What do they do? Does no Sega idea. still make games? Do they? I don't know. Um, so other games, Hogwarts Legacy and Gotham Knights are confirmed by uh, an executive at Warner Brothers. So those are a couple of games that Gotham Knights release date. There's been some rumors about them being delayed, but they are coming. Did you hear there's going to be three Star Wars games coming out? Oh. Each more exciting than the last, I'm sure. 
Uh, that's right. It's a, a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. Inevitable. <laughs> what was Fallen Order? How was that? Or did you play that one? I didn't play it, but I'm, you know, it was popular for a minute, like every game is. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's going to be a new title, which they haven't said, from Red Spawn. Okay. Let's see. And what else? What was I'm the enjoying one that... the Star Wars game I'm playing right now, and that game is Fortnite. Where the skin I use is the current Boba Fett skin. So I'm playing Star Wars uh, all the time. And then I can't see what the third third one is. Okay. I don't know. This is the third one. There's supposed to be three... Three different Star Wars games coming out. Three new Star Wars games, development at Red Spawn, Jelly Fallen Order sequel, and two others. So that's all I got. Well, there you go. Uh, Speaking speaking of skins over there on Fortnite, uh, there's going to be a Green Goblin and Mary Jane skin. Are you going to get those or are you going to stick with Boba Fett? The Goblin skin, the Goblin skin is already there. Um, No, and I don't do, I don't really do the skins thing. Now, let me, let me explain why. Because I'm not a fourth grader. So I'm not collecting and paying money for these skins. You know, if I happen to get free skins for this thing and that thing, that's fine. I don't ever use them. The one that I'm using, I finally broke. I I finally actually, I saved up enough of these V-Bucks, which is like the currency. I saved up enough to get the Boba Fett uh, package. It's the current Boba Fett. Um, I'm choosing to call him the Boba Fett from Mandalorian and not from the book of holy shit. I mean, Boba Fett, because that show sucks. Does he, does he like animals? Is that, is it clear from the skin that he is an animal lover? Sucks. So this is Boba Fett. the, The skin I'm using is Boba Fett from the Mandalorian. So it's, it's, it's the current Boba Fett suit with the black tunic underneath, you know, green helmet, browns, you know, it's greens, browns, and black, basically. My harvesting tool, for those in the know, is his gaffy stick, right? And I do have the Slave One glider to bring me in, which is basically like a miniature version of the Slave One. So when you first enter the game, you come in on a glider, and uh hey will if you're playing Fortnite, why are we not playing together there you go and the sandwich has been promising promising me the same thing bastard how, how can anyway, we find you on the uh, on the Fortnites, kev uh big big kev gs big kev gs xbox one network yeah um and so um i'm using that boba fett skin and i also got um what's called a wrap right a wrap and the wrap is um i got this when i first started playing it was like marvel avengers were all the rage then i guess the first time i ever started and one of the things that i earned was groots like uh, like a groot wrap and this is something that like if you turn it on it basically it wraps that particular gun style in whatever the wrap is it could be like a neon green wrap or whatever well this is like a group wrap so it actually wraps it and it looks like wood and like greenery like a tree you know what i mean so when i'm hiding because i play with strategy 
<laughs> and I'm just not running and gunning at these fourth graders. I'm picking them off carefully and slowly. Uh, when when I'm hiding, uh, I have greens, blacks, and browns. When I'm hiding in a bush, green, blacks, and browns, and my sniper rifle looks like a twig, looks like a branch of a tree because I have that wrap on it, which is why I'm killing it at Fortnite, just saying. <laughs> Um, so I got that skin because I finally earned, you know, if you don't buy a skin, you get these random skins and it's like Jonesy. It's basically like there's, there's a male and female generic skins and they have like all different races and all different sort of things. And they're basically dressed the same as they can. It's basically like diff different ethnic versions of jonesy who's like one of the main characters but but wearing the same thing and females as well wearing basically the same thing i just got tired of i felt like a couple of times i was able to be picked out in that costume when i was trying to hide and when the boba fett one came up the boba fett from the mandalorian that is um and there was a mandalorian skin uh also that you could get when they had a mandalorian tie-in quite a while ago uh, anyway, the point is, is when you have that, uh, when you have that, when, when that skin came up, rather, I thought, you know, this kind of works with the style of play that I use. And yeah, and so that's why I got it. I spent my valuable V-Bucks that I've saved up and earned over quite a long period of time. Uh, and that's what I chose. I wanted the suit and the gaffy stick. I could care less about the slave one, but it was cheaper to get all three together um, than it was to get the two of them individually. Hmm. So, yeah, it's go. it's funny. So on that's your big Kev Fortnite report. Yeah, so uh, I don't uh, play Fortnite, but at the gaming convention that I was at uh, a couple weeks ago, um, I played a board game called Last One Standing, which is essentially Fortnite, the board game. So I can't imagine that. I mean, you know, you you move around, you run and gun, you try to, and, and the the board keeps getting smaller and smaller until there's last one standing. So it was kind of fun. But on the board game note, uh, friend of the show Bruce Campbell, Groovy yes. Bruce on on uh, Twitter, uh, there's going to be an Evil Dead board game. Uh, it's in development, coming out soon. So if you like board games, uh, maybe you'll like the Evil Dead board game, which will be coming out soon. So there now you go. you're an RPG guy. Do you ever play regular old board games? Yeah. In fact, one of my favorite games is Talisman, which is a board game. Um, I play the Games Workshop. I feel like it's third edition, which I have complete um, with all of the uh, expansions of which there are one, two, three, I think there's three or four expansions for that version, including the dragon tower in the middle. And I have all the minis. I got them all painted by my painter, Stephen King. He's my miniatures painter. Stephen in, King. in between writing novels, he painted your miniatures. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. That's probably worth something. That, it might be that Stephen King. <laughs> You never can tell. But the point is, is they're beautifully painted and they're all painted exactly the way that they, uh, you know, to match sort of the uh, the artwork that created, you know, that that, that comes along with them and other um, official GW paint schemes for these characters. I had them painted exactly like 
like that because I wanted I wanted the game to feel like complete. And myself and Mumbles, uh, for those of you uh, who remember back in the day, Mumbles is one of uh, our um, one of our online friends. Uh, Mumbles and I and another fella, we played a couple of games of Talisman the last time I was on the East Coast. So, and it was a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that's my favorite board game. I also like I like Risk, but I think Risk Legacy is possibly the most brilliant adventure uh, 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 invention ever, board game wise. A game that just changes permanently every time you play it. I yeah. think is brilliant. Yeah, those legacy um, games are interesting. It's just it's a little bit of a price commitment to know that once you're done with it, you're done with it. It's you gotta throw it out, and start over. Well, right? No, I mean, but that's the that's the issue. Because um, I know so I have pandemic one, legacy. Which I is... have not opened yet, which at some point I'll open with a, a group of people, and hopefully we will uh, will legacy the hell out of it. Hopefully, um, so I like that. I like Monopoly because it's classic, but you got to be playing with the right people because Monopoly can get ugly. Um, and that, I mean, other board games like Scrabble, I like sometimes, and just eh, meh. When uh, maybe perhaps when you're here for. Uh... Star Wars Celebration, we can break out the uh, Dungeons and Dragons board game based on the cartoon that I picked up for you. That's still oh. that's in the West Coast archives, but maybe we can uh, the play West that one. Coast archive. <laughs> um, I call it. I call it the Britney archive. Yeah, I call it the the College Fund. <laughs> you know, if I ever actually manage to get that stuff into my into the official product archive before i die that would be something Did, otherwise them uh them them scott west coast scott kids are going to college on uncle big kev so <laughs> did you see I, I put it out on the on the geek stuff tng twitter uh that in the in the parks you can actually buy essentially a full-size regular r2d2 it's like twenty five thousand dollars, but you can buy it at the parks i'm like i'm just waiting for kev to say hey pick that up for me real quick and uh i'll pay you back later yeah no 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 thanks that's that's a bridge too far <laughs> if i'm ever going to do something like that i would probably build one or want to build one and i don't think that'll ever happen at one point i was like you know what i could do this and then i was like you know what you're insane you can't do it. you you wh where are you going to do it you know just that question alone was enough to stymie that idea so. right but you know what when we talk about things like that though like the the actual like full-size robots that the that the droid builders you know you, when you go to the convention yeah. there's always these sections for you know the cosplayers the droid builders yeah. the you know mm -hmm. so there's always the the ghostbusters where they build their own proton packs and the the droid builders and the uh right. the, the 501st legion right they're all the stormtroopers right. it's like these guys these people that build the it, it's just amazing. And I mean, you know, first of all, how do they find the, the guys time? that built them for Disney? The guys that built them for the Disney sequels were all guys at conventions. <laughs> that, That's if, true. But how, how fantastic would that be to, to, for, to take your hobby, something like that, and then go, Hey, can you come do this on a real movie? Wouldn't that yeah, be awesome? I think it would be awesome. I think it, I think it would be amazing. Good for those guys for, for figuring all that. But those guys are all geniuses and engineers and, yeah. All that kind of shit. So, of course, they're like, you know, 
they're bringing their lives into their hobby. It's not the same with me. I'm just a plastic junkie. Yeah, but so for for you young geeks listening to Geek Stuff TNG, when your parents yep. say, "Hey, stop I'm wasting your money geek. on this crap," uh, you know, point to that and say, "Hey, look, here's what happened with this other geek. They got hired and worked on a real production and got a real job out of it." So you know, hold that example in your sure. back pocket yeah, when you need it for your parents. Happens. Yeah, happens all the time. Uh, speaking of, let should we move on to product? I guess. What time is it? Oh, uh, what, it's what's, what's the? You got a couple of quick product hits? Yeah, just, just a couple. Let's let's do it. Okay. Geek stuff. Product reviews. So first of all, I just wanted to mention this one for you. Um, the Abyss is coming out on uh, Blue K, 4K, uh, with James Cameron personally doing the transfer. Do you, oh, is that does that matter to you? No. All right. Um, there's an Etsy shop. Hey, I love the movie, but. It's physical media. It's over. <laughs> it is so, over, that's right? What, it's, it's almost, we, we, you know, I'm afraid if we called the episode, episode 668, it's over. I think people will get the wrong impression. <laughs> yeah, we should not do that. Um, so you like to display your, your figures, right? Theoretically. Theoretically, yes. if you had I'm space. I'm displaying them in their packaging inside of bins inside of the product archive right now so i saw a um an etsy shop somebody tweeted and it's called vertigo toys where they just they make backdrops for you to display like 12 inch figures yeah and they are extraordinarily expensive yeah it looks like they're like 100 bucks yeah it's ridiculous oh and then you can get some crates for like three i thought i thought that the thing was four bucks but it's just a couple of old wooden crates that are four yeah. bucks there so, so that may be a little out of your average price range there, but I, they look I good. Mean, anybody, anybody can pull a screen grab at a high resolution and print out a backdrop. It doesn't cost a hundred dollars. I don't care what paper they're putting it on. You know, I, I don't, there's no justification other than greed for that. None. I, that is pure. And anybody that buys from that shop, they deserve to have their, all of their money taken away from them. Because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous to pay that much for what is effectively a. I could print one out right now on my printer, and it would be just as if I got as just a high res screen grab, which you can get these days from anything. You know, I can do. You can do a high res screen grab from anything at this point. How much and do you think one would cost from that shop for your Sentinel backdrop? Probably more than your sentinel. sentinel. When when your sentinel what arrives, would be the backdrop. I don't know. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying. How big would it have to be to be the backdrop for your sentinel? It would have to be huge. But the point is, is you wouldn't display the sentinel that way. Yeah. What, uh, what would it be? Would it be the danger room? Oh, that would be good. That'd be good. Right? Yeah. So let's even if we called it the danger room, what's the backdrop? And you know, like I mean, it's just it, a yellow grid wall, right? You don't even got to do a yellow grid. We can just be a gray wall, periodic, you know, darker tone beam through it or some shit. Put a crate on the ground, you know, spacey <laughs> looking crate. You can get those from, uh, what's his name? Uh, imp- oh, shoot. Empire. Is it Empire Toy Work? I forget the guy's name. That guy who we talked about who built Rock Gut Station. Did I ever, did I ever share Yeah, that? you I'm did. Sure you did. I, I followed that. him on Instagram. His stuff was yeah, awesome. It's like Empire Toy Kingdom or some shit. I can't remember. 
but that guy's fucking amazing. And he makes crates and buildings and all sorts of shit that you can get, you know, for your displays. Empire Toy Works. Yeah, Empire Toy Works. Empire Toy Works. Check him out on Instagram. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, he's fucking a genius, that guy. A fucking genius. That Rock Gut Station is possibly the greatest toy display in the history of toys. I mean, and it just keeps growing. Did you see his Imperial wall yet? (laughs) I don't know. He's got an Imperial wall. Scroll through at some point, not now. Scroll through and see the Imperial wall that he's sort of like, you know, he kind of, he's still doing sort of, and and for for those who who, who maybe weren't listening when we talked about this, Rock Gut Station is basically a three and three quarter scale space station that this guy just continues building like in a room in his house and it is you just have to see it but it's all he uses three and three quarter figures from all genres and he modifies them some he does some he doesn't and he's got like he's got characters he's got a character of himself (laughs) in there and uh you know like but you see everything across the board three and three quarter um like has a place at rock gut station like it's kind of amazing and he's he's modded ships and he's modded um all sorts of all sorts of things uh in there so yeah definitely check out empire toy works and scroll through those photos, man. They'll blow your mind. The, the stuff he does and the stuff from which he makes other things is just phenomenal. There are talented people out there. D- did you see the uh, the McFarlane red hood on his motorcycle? No. No? All right. It's, it looks pretty nice. Um, what else in product? The um, There's some com- overseas company is doing, um, surprisingly... Um, some overseas company is doing uh, a Quicksilver from Silverhawks, and it's not Super 7. But Super 7 owns the Silverhawks, so they must have licensed this company to do this figure. I can't remember the name of the company. You go over to, like, Big Bad Toy Store. I think it's on their front page. Looks like a really good figure. It's expensive, 6-inch, which is nice. Um, but that was that and another comp different company. Um, shoot, I can't remember which one they, uh, they just solicited and you can, uh, check over big bad toy store. I think has this on their front page. Also it's Mark from battle of the planets. Oh, you mean Ken, the eagle, the the, the white one. That's Ken. Yeah. Mark, Mark was the blue guy. Ken, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's the one I was going to talk about. I mean, because, again, Battle of Planets, such a great show. Again, yeah. I realize it's different than, you know, well, the, the Gachamon, problem, but they look the right. same. The problem is, the problem with it is, uh, is, is when you get an amazing figure like this, and that figure is amazing. It's got two different head sculpts. It's got the weapon. It's got multiple hands. It's got three different capes. It's got like the closed cape, the billowy cape, and the flying cape. Um, it's super articulated, all the hands, the weapons. and so, It's an amazing figure. And the problem is we've had amazing, uh, what would you call him? Ken? Ken, yeah. He has, Ken the you know he has like five names, right, in different countries. Anyway, him, uh, the leader of, of Gachuman. Uh, the problem is they've 
done him and just him like four or five different times, different companies and never did the team. The only people in fact, that I am aware of who did the team, I hate to say was, um, uh, was diamond select and they sucked. (laughs) Yes, I have them, but they (laughs) sucked. And they're impossible to get now, especially like, um, what's his name? The big dude and Jason, I think, T- is the other Tiny one. Tiny and Jason and Tiny Princess and, and Keop, I think. Keop, yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's Tiny Jason. It's Mark. It's Mark, Tiny, Jason, Keop, and Princess. You're right. Mark is the, is his name on Battle of the Planets, and Ken is yes. his name. Yeah, that's gotcha. right. I right. am right. You, you are just, right. You soaked that in. So, um, the, uh, and I, I think, and it was in a terrible era of Diamond Select toys, but they, oh, they also did Voltar, who is like the enemy guy. Um, they, that's the only that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe they did them in Japan that I'm not aware of. I doubt it because I would, I would at least know about them, I think. The only people who did the whole of the group, I think, is Diamond Select, and those toys suck. I mean, those toys suck. Yes, I have them, but they suck. And I only recently finished that collection because I was holding out for an affordable Jason for a year. Jason and Tiny took me probably four or five years to get. Man. Yeah. I'm just thinking back, Waiting, you know, in that era, you know, I had like my prized possession was my Millennium Falcon. Right, you know, because it's because of how big it was. You know, the three and three quarters figures fit in it, and you could just fly it around, and it was great. But I can just imagine if there would have been the Phoenix with all the little vehicles that came out of it and the figures that went into it, how incredible that would have been back in the seventies. Well, a company called—I feel like their name is MRC. I think Um, they just did a model of that ship that you should find. Uh, Go to Mega Hobby. I think is the site. This is a regular model kit. They did actually both versions of the Gachiman uh, ship. The one, the original one, the one that we know from Battle of the Plants, and the other one that kind of looks like a bird. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a shitty ship design. But the Battle of the Planets one is available with LED light-up things in it. You may want to look that one up. Uh, I'll send you the link later on. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let's see. Let's go over to Sideshow real quick. Did you see the uh, the Green Goblin Deluxe? For three seventy five, yeah, uh, yeah, and it, and I think the glider lights up and things that was really cool. That wasn't the big news though. I don't think for sideshow in the last couple of weeks. I think it was Casca and and Wolves. Oh, let me look. What that, are is the it? other two Mandalorians with Bo-Katan in Mandal in the Mandalorian in the last season? Okay. Oh right. So right. one is the WWE chick name I forget. And the other one is the dude, but he doesn't have an unmasked head, at least not at the offering. He did not have an, she has an unmasked head, but he does not. As of the offering, he does not have an unmasked head. So I don't know if we're going to get one or not. I kind of hope we do get one because I think displaying the three of them together with the masks off, I think would be pretty cool. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Yeah. Did you see the uh, the Andre the Giant from Super Seven? 
Yeah, I saw that, and that's because Andre's license, you can license Andre's image from his estate. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a WWE figure. It's a Andre the Giant figure. And he has yellow trunks on, I think. Yeah. I, I wonder I wonder if he's he, in scale with the other figures in that line. You know what I mean? If he would be the right the size. Ultimate, I don't know. Did did they lame, label him an ultimate? If he's labeled an ultimate, he has to be eight inches tall, seven and a half inches <laughs> tall, something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, just I, I thought that was a good one. And then did you see the Homelander from the good? It's uh, is it by the Good so Smile Company? Is, yeah, this is yeah, it's from Good Smile. Yeah, and so this is another case of uh, that's another company that does like one member of a team and then never does the rest of them. And so far, I think the only company that's announced boys more than like Homelander is I think it's NECA because they have Homelander and Starlight, I think are out. Well, I know they're out because I got them signed at New York Comic Con, both of them. Um, so I know that they're out. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure they have more that are coming out. And also unofficially in 12 inch, there's at least two companies that did Homelander and one company there's actually there's an official 12 inch of him now of butcher also but the unofficial one i think is the better one um and yeah so i mean people are making them but they've only so far those are the only characters that have been made homelander butcher in 12 inch and starlight in six inch but i know neca has more i'm pretty sure neca has more coming i think um so yeah go product product yep and then uh last one there was just some uh Wrath of Khan figures, like with kind of some retro garbage. Oh, are they the Playmates figures? Yeah, the Playmates ones look like shit. They look like shit. They look worse. You know, I was I was a fan of Playmates Star Wars figures in the nineties. I was a fan of them, and they were, you know. They were a little disproportionate and they were almost, you can almost call them a little cartoony, Mm -hmm. right? But, you know, somehow they sort of created a style and stuck with it. And that was great. These look like shit. They're all shiny plastic and they just look like crap. I can't believe that Playmates got this license back, number one. And number two, I can't believe they didn't go right back to the well, right back to the design that they were already, you know, that they had already made famous with their nineties line. I cannot believe that they did this. I mean, they look like shit. They look terrible. I mean, they don't look like the phantom movie figures, terrible, which is basically like a peanut M and M on top of a bad, body look those toys up someday scott which ones were that um the phantom okay the billy zane the phantom right yeah look those toys up you want to see some shitty toys um those ones not the super uh not the boss fight ones those ones are awesome i can't wait for those um but uh yeah uh they look like crap and i can't believe with star trek on such a sort of you know, I would a year ago, I would have said they were on an upswing, but now I'm not so sure. P- Picard has been announced as ending in season three. Um, so far, I still can't get into 
whatever the base show is, the new base show. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, it's not Voyager. It's that one. Star Trek shit. That's what it is. And I'm looking forward to the Pike show. Um, I don't think that one started yet. Is that, I think that one? Is Anton Mount playing uh, Pike? Pike, right? That's maybe the, the guy that was Black Bolt in the. Uh... Possibly, yeah. yes. I don't. I don't know. But uh, I'm looking forward to that show. Um, uh, and and Lower Decks is apparently terrible, and uh, and and rumors about it being done. Not Lower Decks. Sorry. Okay, lower, lower, Decks, lower Decks is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's not as it's funny the as the Orville, one. but it's funnier than the average Star yeah. Trek episode, right? It's the it's the Nickelodeon one. Okay. That's the one that's whatever that one is. Expedit, I don't know. Whatever yeah. it is. That right. one is apparently done really yeah, poorly. Didn't hit the audience. And, well, I mean, it's a bunch of runaway kids in a spaceship and they have Janeway. Uh, the hologram Janeway is supposed to be guiding them. So get the worst captain from the worst TV show. And, you know, and, and I just, I don't understand who makes these fucking decisions. I mean, they're just morons sometimes, you know, just more. And, and ugh, anyway, discovery, is that what it is? Star Trek. Yeah, I think discovery is the way I have, but uh, I haven't watched it all yet. I want to see it, but I haven't watched it. I just couldn't. I, the way they fucked up the Klingons, I just I was taken out of it right away. Oh yes, yeah, so I haven't watched it at all, so I don't know anything about yeah. it. You'll see. I mean, honestly, I I just want the Orville for season three to come back. It's supposed to be coming back to Hulu at some point, but I don't know yep. when. I, I thought the Orville was great, and I could watch that as I, long as it goes. Better Star Trek series than Discovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I'm sure it'll be back. He said it would be back. So yeah, I mean, I I just I I really I wish oh, they would have just let him do it in the star trek universe you know what i mean because it's it, it's so pitch perfect for a comedy in the universe you know yeah. um covid yeah but we just uh, have to wait all right so let's one do one last thing we, we uh we talked about this kickstarter uh on a couple episodes ago when you weren't oh. here and i wanted to i just wanted to bring it up it's going to fund um it's more than funded but it's called uh limitless heroics better worlds via dice and disabilities and so it's just a way to incorporate real world disabilities into your D and D five E campaign. Anyway, it was just an interesting way to, again, have more representation folks that may, you know, either want to incorporate real life issues into their D and D game and, or things that occur in, through the course of the campaign. It just gives you extra rules to incorporate to them. So that. again, it was limitless heroics. Uh, the Kickstarter, by the time this goes out, will have funded, um, Looks like they were looking for ten thousand, and they're at like seventy-one thousand right now. So very well funded for a Kickstarter. And then as we get to the end of this episode, I got one more thing here. Geek stuff, convention news. Oh God! So I know we mentioned it last week while you were here, weren't here, but I wanted to get your comment. So Toy Fair got canceled. Yep. So had it not, not a surprise. Had it not gotten canceled, is that one you normally would go to? Uh. No, uh, yes and no. It used to be one that I went to, um, and then OG and I had an unspecified problem, <laughs> and so we had to sneak into Toy Fair for a number of years. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I love Toy Fair, but honestly, again, it's over. It's it's over. You don't need it. You don't need a trade show when 
everybody is streaming their shit every week. Does Hasbro need a trade show when they're streaming stuff every week about what's coming out from Hasbro? No, they don't need a trade show for that. They don't need a trade show. You know, NECA doesn't need a trade show because they put all that stuff out there. So, no, it's it's over. It's passe. And uh, I don't see the point. I mean, it's nice to get together with some of the people that you, you know. I, what I find funny is I watch a number of YouTube channels now about toys and different things. And these are guys who I know the faces of for probably 20 years or more, some of them. And I remember when some of them came for the first time to Toy Fair. There's this one guy, I won't mention his name. There's this one guy who came to Toy Fair and everybody was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, what the fuck is he doing that he gets to come to Toy Fair kind of thing? Because it's not, they don't let anybody in the door, you know? And the the the, the collector's press, air quotes, was a very loose sort of thing back in the day. And so... You know, it was kind of you saw these guys roll in. You're like, I've never heard of this guy. You know, I'm on Sirius XM at the time and I never heard of this guy. But this guy is getting the same treatment that I'm getting. I'm in two countries and, you know, this guy has a blog, you know, like it was that kind of thing. Well, that guy went on and now has a video blog, which I think is I mean, he's kind of dull and boring and his production value is zero. Um, but you know what? He's on there every couple of days and he puts out news and he talks about all sorts of shit. And yeah, he's doing well for himself. So good for him. And no, it's not the foosh. That's Those what I was going to say. Excellent. No, listen, Robo from the foosh. Um, and again, I don't know about, I don't know if he goes back to the beginning or, or if it's Veebs or any of these other characters that are on, that are, you know, the head of the, you know, sort of the guys at the Foosh. I don't know if these guys go back to when the Foosh and we were having disagreements because I labeled them at the time as apologists for Toy Biz, which I feel they were. But whoever they were 100 years ago, right now, Robo, in my opinion, is the best presenter of toys on the Internet, period hands down there are other guys too i mention them all the time there's um there's analog toys i can't remember if he's british or australian that guy is great i mean he's really focused into the things that he likes and and or the things that he's promoting which i have to say and this will never reach him or anything but he's got a little overboard on this valiverse thing that's another whole story maybe we'll talk about that next week um but that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with all that stuff. So, All right. Well, um, I think that, uh, so like I and was going to. with that. Well, before we wrap that up, you said trade shows are over, but yet like the virtual con doesn't work, right? So what's the, no. how would you describe the difference between like a con and a trade show? I think, well, a trade show is just in person and a convention is a convention. It's a different thing. A trade show is for businesses like the toy fair is trade show for people who need to uh, buy toys for other businesses. You know, it's where Walmart goes to decide, uh, make deals about getting exclusives with Hasbro that nobody else seems to be able to get a hold of and Target and everybody else. So that's that was the purpose of trade shows for a long time and to show off the new things. We live in the age of the Internet. Hasbro has a stream of one of their licenses nearly every week. 
Right. And no. for a while there, you may recall, we were talking about the Marvel stream every week because they were having one. It seemed like every week was Marvel and it was here. And you know what? If it's two or three new characters, the way they presented it and the way they did it, and I give them props and I don't give Hasbro props easily because for, for every Marvel team uh, at Hasbro, there's a Star Wars team who sucks at presenting. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. It, I give them props because they don't need trade shows. They don't need toy fair. They don't need to do it. You know, if they just keep doing what they're doing now and just give us more content, tell us what they're working on in the future. Show us in progress stuff. They could do that all day long. And who the fuck would need toy fair then? Yeah, I get it. Toy fair, it, you know, especially the, the sort of the, when it comes to Hasbro, they have a, basically they have a collector's media event. And it's basically all the nerds you know in this industry who are pushing and shoving and cramming into each other, um, trying to get photos, which they can instantly upload. So they're the first people that have the photos. So they get the most clicks and blah, blah, blah. It's fucking passe. Nobody cares who's first because everybody's first because it's the internet. And the moment it goes up on one place, everybody has it. Who gives a shit where the source is? Got it. And if Hasbro is just going to be the source via a 20 minute or half hour or hour live stream every week or every other week, the fuck do they need Toy Fair for? What you need is other companies to do the same. Boss Fight does it. Super 7 does it. I don't think NECA's doing it. Not that I'm aware of anyway. Um, but if toy companies just switch to that model, they wouldn't fucking need to go to Toy Fair. It costs thousands and thousands of dollars for companies oh, okay but then going back the other way now i work for you know walmart or target right and i have to go watch all these live streams instead of going to one no industry in event and seeing case, all of it no in that case in that case from the buying perspective a trade show might still work but really do you need one in the age of zoom hey look scott here's our new figure here he is. Would you like to buy 2 million of these? <laughs> okay. Here's his packaging. Here's the information as to why we think, you know, you'll want 2 million of these. And that's it. What the fuck do you need to spend, first of all, thousands of dollars to set up a booth, thousands and thousands of dollars to set up a booth. And then on the other side, you got to send somebody there. You got to do it. It's just, it's money. It's a useless waste of money in this day and age. Yeah, I agree. We do a, we do a podcast uh, in literally all the ends of this country. Do we have any Canadian listeners? I'm in Hawaii. The sandwich, when he chooses to join us, is in New Jersey on the East Coast. We cover the we cover half the globe. Do we need to be together to do that? No, because we have the internet. Thank God for the internet. Let's us play podcast every week. I know. Let's us play podcast. That's so funny. Speaking of which, we should wrap this one up. Oh yes, and with that, we will bring this episode. Oh no, we got to do the wrap up. Do the wrap up. We Where's will the wrap up music. Uh, Why it, isn't that in your little soundboard? Well, if I just did that, it would it would be harder. I can just add that in later. I mean, I could put it in there, but. Then I would have to no, adjust the sound. Fine. And do you have both wrap up musics or just one? Um, I mean, there are multiple. I just have one that I use all the time. What's the difference? Do you have the 
Yeah, that's the one. There's two. There's wrap up music one and wrap up music two. I think they're both in the server. What's the difference? Aren't they're not exactly the same? No, they're different songs. You oh, check out the other one. I like the other one. It's jazzy. It's a little jazzier. Here, I yeah. can do this. Here it comes. No, that's the first one. Yeah, that's for. I don't have the other. I don't have the other one queued up. Oh, but I can put yeah, I can put the, the wrap up music one. in there and let it play live. Um, so while we're doing the wrap up, do you want to name the show? It should have something to do with it's over, but I, I hate to say, you know, what do we want to say? Some things are over. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, if I mean, yeah, if you just things say it's over, ending? it's gonna, you no. know, there's no way to put it's over in the without people thinking that, uh, you know, the show is the done. The show is over. Which yeah. that that I mean, no, God forbid. I don't know things. Rick and Morty, thousand episodes. Rick and Morty, yeah. Hundred years, a hundred years. Geek stuff, TNG. <laughs> Feels like a hundred years. Yeah. So uh, you could say Toy Fair is over. You could say physical media is over. And I and I said comic books are over. Things are things. Some things are over. Some things are over. Episode six sixty. Okay, so we'll do the plugs. Uh, Mister Sandwich, who's not here, is Fat Dumbledore. Uh, Dumbledore, F-A-T-D-O-M-B-L-E-D-O-R-E on the uh-huh. Instagrams. You can find me as at Scott on the Instagrams. Be sure you're following the show, Geek Stuff TNG, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Uh, also, uh, support us over on the Patreons at different levels. A dollar gets you the... Uh, it's the chat room, the Discord server. Three dollars gets you the early bird special. Five dollars. Where that money went? Yeah, five dollars gets you the bonus episodes. Uh, the new one is coming out tomorrow, and then uh, for ten dollars a month, you can watch us do all this live on Instagram. Yes, it's true. And what is your social media, Mister Big Kev? Oh, uh, it's Big Kev GS on the Xbox network, where I am playing nearly exclu- well, really exclusively Fortnite at the moment. Perhaps Will's Trash will join me. Perhaps The Sandwich, who is teased joining me for a month, still hasn't shown up, uh, will will join me there. And then other than that, uh, BK Geek Stuff everywhere else, I'm pretty sure. And with that? And with that, Mr. Scott, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG Episode 668, the one we called Some Things Are Ending. No, Some Things Are Over, because they've already ended. Uh, To a close, the way we end some episodes by saying... Good night, Howard Hessman, wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. If you've ever wondered, wondered whatever became of me, I'm living on the air in Cincinnati, Cincinnati WKRP. Got kind of tired of packing and unpacking, town to town, up and down the dial. Maybe you and me were never meant to be, 
me once in a while Heading up that highway Leaving you behind Hardest thing I ever had to do Broke my heart in two But baby, pay no mind The price for finding me Was losing you Help me hide my lonesome feeling Far away from you and feeling low It's getting late, my friend, my love, I miss you so Take good care of you, I've gotta go Come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs> 